Hey, if you love The Goon Show, I'll bet you'll love my new comedy podcast called Expertise, where a fake expert makes up fake facts about real things. It's nutty, zany, silly, with lots of room for improvisation, just like The Goons. Join us, won't you, at funnypodcast.co. This is the BBC Light Programme. Yeah, the genuine antique. And a talking one. Pray place your ears in the direction of the sound of this good show. Goon Show. That's not the all-leather goon show. No, sir. That was the all-leather goon show disguised as Kenny Baker's dozen. (laughs) Odds bollikins, how could we sink so low? A low sink is the right height for you. I've gone broody. <laughs> Any more mouth talking from you, and I'll I'll strike you down, sir. Master Neddy, that will lead to deportation. But think of the prestige. Very well, I shall go over there and think of it. Oh, he's uh, Pardon me, short sir, but what is that on the pavement? Dead. It's the friend of man. A pound note. No, 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 not that. Next to it. Oh, that's a piece of junk. I saw it first. What, what, hey, hey, what, what nonsense. It was nearer to me than you, and, and, and you were further away. I tell you, dear tightly packed fellow, <laughs> that reeking piece of junk is a family heirloom. It belonged to my reeking grandmother. The pristy basilica doubter. <laughs> I vouch for the truth of my friend's lies. Dead. It's my dear, balding friend, Count Jim Tin Thighs Moriarty. (laughs) Thanks to your timely intervention and bleached underpants, that piece of junk stays in the family. Kindly insert it in this fur-lined envelope and have it valued. Valued? Valued? Thinks. What's so valuable about a piece of junk? I can't take chances. I tell you that piece of junk is mine! No, no! Mine, I tell you! Mine! Mine! Give it back to me, or I'll set this water upon you. Dear heavily blotter outer of... <laughs> Do it again. I'll give you the cue in. You've got to it again, folks. I'll set this water upon you. Dear heavy blotter outer of landscapes. Well done. It's the brandy, you know. If you wish to contest the ownership of this rare junk, here is my address. And so saying, he pointed north. Farewell. See you later, incubator. <laughs> in a flash, in a trice, nay, in a thrice, Neddy instructed his lawyer to contest a man pointing north riding a water buffalo. I therefore announce the case of the piece of junk, part two. Let your agent state your case, Jim. State your case. <laughs> it's a filthy line. It's a clean line. Now look to the light and see for yourself. 
my Lord Justice Briggs, my client, Mr. Nellie Seeloon, claims that at noon on the 10th of January, he espied on the King's Highway a portion of junk. Oh, Jim! We live in an age of wonders, folks! Yeah, no, an age of wonders! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a filthy lie! The dear Count is going to lose us this case. I am forced to use brick or nut procedure. You're all in the pay of the Germans. It's a dirty Spanish My Lord, my client has been taken ill with head. Therefore, we rest on the grounds of homo nephragium adero tandem proclivarans carapathlore calorum. <clears throat> Mr. Seagorn, what is the value of this piece of junk? It's not the value, it's the principal, sir. Then what's the value of the principal, sir? Uh, <laughs> my lord, may I tell a story? Moriarty. Yes, buddy. Beguile their suspicions with a viola. I've got a new dish thing on My Lord Justice Briggs, members of the jury. That piece of junk no gold can buy. Ah, me, no, my Lord. That junk has only a simple sentimental value. Yes, but that sentimental value is worth money. Money! You're not fine during the pair of the Germans. I want money! Money under your... My Lord... With lumps appearing on my client's head, <laughs> the defense rests. Will the clerk of court strike those lumps on the record? Strike them from the record! <laughs> now, will the crown state the case? State the case. My lord! Oh! My lord, a piece of junk being found on the king's highway, it is declared treasure trouble. <laughs> <laughs> The case is going just as we want it, my dear Count. Ah, Sabine, mon ami. Speaking this, you England swine. Oh. My lord! My lord, I appeal against the light. Oh, Jack! I'll claim the poor trousers! The stumps were drawn, the case closed, the lights dimmed, and slowly the great fireproof Max Geldray was lured from the roof on a rope. Round the back of the old bandy again.
don't be frightened, folks, that was only a paper moon. <laughs> the Junk Affair Part 2A, The Time Might Might. In the cellars beneath the House of Commons, two masked men wearing leather wigs are tampering with the Bank of England's official wooden safe. Not so loud, Moriarty, not so loud. Turn the volume on that sword down. You want to wake the government up? I wish somebody would. <laughs> that always gets a round of applause in France, folks. <laughs> Hooray! Frenchman! You Matthew. should never have left France. The audience must think we're mad trying to get a piece of junk back. It's worthless. England is full of junk. Ah, but are the English capitalizing on this natural asset? <laughs> ah, no. Exactly. Certainly no. Therefore, it is worthless. Oh. But watch the change in attitude when they find we've stolen this piece. <laughs> Time is 8.30, and here is the 9 o'clock news. <laughs> the Ministry of Housing has granted permission to turn the Albert Memorial into flats. The owner, says, the owner says that he is forced to sell, as for the past 82 years, the Albert Memorial has been running at a loss. <laughs> the new flats will be turned into offices to house the coal board officials, who will be moved from their temporary wartime quarters at the Ritz Hotel. <laughs> And now, here's an interesting news item for Goon Show listeners. <laughs> Last night at dawn, a piece of junk was stolen from the official Bank of England safe. It is believed the thieves will try and smuggle it out of the country into the city. Switch that radio off! Right, click. <laughs> the junk must have been valuable. Yes, are you phoning me? Yes, hello? Yes? Is that a well-known city stockbroker? Oh, yes. Harold Cupboard Jr. Cupboard? Yes. How are your drawers, Cupboard? You're How devil. Are your drawers, you're... How are you? That's not a silly joke. Listen. You appear to have it already. Listen. Do me a favor. I'm, I'm doing you a favor. This is laugh, etc. Listen. Part of it. Do me ear. Can I get in here? <laughs> five, look, my life. Listen! I want you to buy me as much junk as you can. Oh, that should be easy. The shops are full of it. Splendid! <laughs> then buy me all the junk you can. Yes. Never mind how much you buy, but bye bye! Bye bye! <laughs> Maniacal laugh. <laughs> Greenslade, hand me my speaking trumpet. Whilst I tell the listeners my plan. Hello, folks. Hello, folks. <laughs> Calling folks. <laughs> folks, I'm going to corner the market in junk. You watch, folks. The price of junk is going to go sky high, folks. And all I've got to do now, folks, is just sit and wait. The silence you hear is Mr. Neddy Seagoon sitting and waiting. <laughs> or, if you wish, waiting and sitting. Which is merely sitting and waiting in reverse. As good as any time for the Junk Affair Part 3. Hello, folks! Hello, folks! I'm back again, calling folks! I'm back again, folks, folks! Folks! With my stockbroker by 
perfectly good folks. I went to purchase a warehouse for it, folks. I can't sit here all day. Peter oh. Bloodnock. Who are you, sir? Reading from left to right, I'm Ned Seagull, the junk millionaire. Area nilin knumecht knuajis demi. What's that? That's reading from right to left. <laughs> Splendid, Major. I believe you have monster warehouses for sale. Yeah, true, true, true. What do you keep in it? My wife. Why? She's a monster. That went quite well, didn't it? Yes, good, good, good. Now, raise your hands above your head and stand in front of the shotgun. Splendid, splendid. And just aim it at your head. That's it. Now then, let me hear your offer for this warehouse. Well, I... I, I'd like to see it first. Not enough. Nevertheless, I'll show it to you. It's under this bed. I'll drive you there. Tar. There's the place. What a magnificent warehouse. Is it on the phone? I'll just ring it from a phone box and see. And Gad, what luck. Here comes a phone box now. And there's a telephone in it. What will the GPO think of next? <laughs> Putting the prices up, I should imagine. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> 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 yes. Now, let us phone up this warehouse. W-A-R-E-H-O-U-S-E. Major, I can hear the phone ring in your warehouse. Oh, uh, run in and answer it, will you? Right. Hello? Ah, is that the monster warehouse? Yes. Could I speak to the owner, please? Well, uh, he's outside. I'll get him. Major, you want it on the phone? Hmm? Oh, uh, well, uh, hang on to this one for me, will you? I believe someone wanted to speak to me. Hmm? Yes, I'll just call him. Major Bradlock, you have one at the phone. Oh, well, uh, hang on to the one in the warehouse, will you? Hello? Hello? Ah, is that the monster warehouse? Yes. Could I speak to the owner, please? Well, he's outside. I'll get him. Major, you want it on the phone? Oh, uh, well, hang on to this one for me, will you? Right. Hello? Hello? I believe someone wanted to speak to me. Oh, yes, I'll just call him. Major Bender, you're running on the phone. Hello, well, uh, hang on to the one in the warehouse, will you? Hello? Hello? Is that the monster warehouse? Yes. Uh, can I speak to the owner, please? Yes, I have Jolly Little Party Game is now available in the large three-ton family size, <laughs> complete with pair of plastic telephones, two inflatable idiots, and a small brown loaf, not forgetting Ray Ellington. Well, that's on the back for your brain, you Man, that chicken will come to no good. They're going to burn me up with anything else but kisses. I don't want to lead me on to anything else but love. I don't want to get me wrong, but honey, just come and get me. Don't burn me up 
with anything else but love. But don't hold me back. Oh, honey, just hold me tight. Don't play around. Don't play around, my dog. Don't burn me up with anything else but kisses. Don't make me cry, except to cry for more. Oh, I told you I loved you and I meant it. I gave you my heart and rent it. And now that you own me, baby, you know why. If you ever leave me, I die. Don't take me in, but take me in your embrace. Each day and night, you know what I'm dreaming of. Yes, don't burn me up with anything else but kisses. Don't burn me up with anything else but love. Don't burn me up with anything else but love. Don't burn me up with anything else but love. What? No money? Just for that. Me give you back junk affair part five. <laughs> the scene: a Corsican bandit's cave, anchored off the coast of Corsica. From out of the dark interior comes a thinks-type bubble with the following words in it: Moriarty, the hour has come. Meantime, for safety, I had stored my supply of junk in the giant warehouse. And anchored it three miles inland off the coast of Corsica. But Marky Neddy, before you can corner the world market in junk, you've got to buy our portion. Yes, yes. What? Where can I find it? Moriarty, this is it. What? 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 Put this price ticket on the piece of junk and right. place it in the display window of our cave. Thinks. <laughs> Little do they know that by placing my telescope to my ear. I heard every word they said. <laughs> yes, and was even now on my way to bid for that final piece of junk that would make me—and I say this for the benefit of the listeners—that would make me owner of all the junk in England. He's on his way. He mustn't recognize me. Right. Swallow this false mustache and wait. <laughs> ah, good. Now the wait. <laughs> ah. It's no good. I can't get the weight down. Then you must give up bread and potatoes. <laughs> shh, shh. What? Switch off that wall. I hear legs approaching. It. Ah. 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 It sounds like more than one person. That's Neddy. He's wearing an echo chamber. <laughs> Holiday. 
melting each other, bottling along off the Corsicans of the coast of Eccles. <laughs> that is not what I said, Eccles. Oh, that's what I said, Eccles. <laughs> been on holiday in Corsicos before? Nope. <laughs> but I, but, but I once made a dog kennel out of elastic. Ah, there's something to be said for these premium bonds then. <laughs> I think the government is very clever, you know. I won £25 in a premium bond draw. And what? What clever about that? I never bought any premium bonds. <laughs> oh! And I made a hole in the front. But far. For the dog to get in and out. <laughs> ah, that's nice for the doggy. That's a nice. That's a nice. That's a nice. I tell you, Carl, why are you not wearing any trousers? <laughs> Well, it, it makes lunchtime. Ah. What did you have for lunch? My trousers. <laughs> yeah, Echo. My friend. My good man. My friend of all time. Look in the window of that shop. In the cave. Oh, an elastic dog kennel. <laughs> To it. There's a piece of junk for sale. Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> well, we can't afford that. Look at the price. £8.63. three inches. Well, I could stand on your shoulders. Okay, I'll put them on the ground. You stand on them and I'll pick them up. Ready? Okay, then. Oh, the strain on my spoon. Ah, a mounted gentleman. Good morning. What can we... Uh... Go and slam the door in his face. He hasn't got a door in his face. And he's trapped. And he can't get out. I set the grand scheme which will culminate in our current catchphrase. Sigun stands yon, poised perilously atop his junk warehouse. Around him the angry sea. I shall now fire this loaded laundry list at him. Stand by, little catchphraser. Relevant all of them, never mind all that. Certainly do it out. What about some nice meeting? What about our old... Fire! What about the Nazis? They do nothing. I don't wish to know this Lad. He's calling in the water. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
thinks it can't last forever. Now, but we got to make the most of it while we can. Buddy. Yes. Now then, nice man. Wrong voice. <laughs> now then, nice man. We want to buy that piece of junk in the window. Ah, that little spotty lad is not for sale. I don't want to buy that little spotty lad. I want to buy the junk. Oh, that's not for sale, I know. But there's a price ticket, eight pounds, six foot, four inches. Ah, but that's the price for the ticket. Oh, how much is that on, how much is that on HP? Eight pounds down and six foot four inches, 18 installments over two inches each month. <laughs> There's one foot nine to start with. Here, where's my leg? <laughs> you swine. He's a swine. You shot me into the water just for a catchphrase. Now, gentlemen, I'm bidding for this last piece of junk. I know my rights. I know my lefts. Control your powers, man. <laughs> now, who was that lady I saw you with last night? That was no lady. That was my wife. I managed her just for the gag. You've got to keep on laughing, folks. Now, look. What about the junk? Nettie, we've kept that piece of junk steaming in the window for you on a low gas. Now, what uh, about the money? Gentlemen, oh, please. No. If you'll just turn your backs, I'll take the money from its secret hiding place in my wallet. By the way, we'll need it paid in danger money. I've only got a sterling. That's dangerous enough. <laughs> Seven percent. Gentlemen! Eight pounds. Thank you. Now, what about the six foot four inches? Six foot four? Wouldn't you... Wouldn't you settle for... Four foot eleven? Never, shorty. <laughs> Foiled by duck's disease. <laughs> the cast of the seagull! Very well, Ned. We'll forget the six foot four and settle for the four foot eleven. Like the British Olympic high jumpers, you know. Bizarre! I'm rich. I now own all the junk in England. I'll, 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 I'll get a peerage. I'll be known as Lord Junk. Nelly, a moment, pray. Yes, sir. We've just heard that uh, the British junk has been devalued. What? <laughs> then I'm ruined. Penniless. I should kill myself with death and other accepted means. Oh, no. Yes, all right. Thank you. That's enough. Please, lady. Thank you. That's quite enough. Thank you. That'll be all for tonight, Mrs. Seagoon. Here you are. Eight pounds. Tough. All right, I'm trying to buy for your brandy now. And so we say goodnight to the goons and a chicken that will come to no good. We would like you to know that this was the first broadcast from the Russian satellite moon. I say it's jolly high up here, isn't it? <laughs> that was The Goon Show, a BBC recorded programme featuring Peter Sellers, Harry Siegman, Spike Milligan, with the Railing Quartet, Max Geldray, and the orchestra conducted by Wally Stott. Script by Spike Milligan and Harry Stevens, announcer Wallace Greenslade, the programme produced by Charles Chilton. Man, as John Lennon said, love those goon shows. Just a quick reminder for more comedy fun, come on over to funnypodcast.co for the expertise comedy podcast.